0: I uh, appreciate the privilege of being here tonight with you, and uh, I've been listening to you now around 15 minutes. Can I have that much? Oh, <laughs> All right. I'll always forget to say thank you for the offering. I've never been an evangelist, and uh, never had offerings took up for me. I've always been taking them up for somebody else. I forget to say thank you, Brother Davis and the church. And I appreciate the good uh, feeling that we have in this church. I'm sorry, but some churches I go to and it seems like there's no, you know, nothing there. Some of y'all's churches I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Baptist churches, I'm talking about some of y'all's churches. But here we feel the love and we feel the closeness and we feel authority with love. When Brother Davis said what he did a while ago, I thought about my Friday appointment. I've got an appointment Friday. I am making work out of it. I almost decided a while ago just somehow to try to work out of it. I'd like to hear that message Friday night. He got me a wondering what he's going to say. And uh, he knows, but I don't. If I don't get to be here, where's the lady that has to do with the tapes? But making the tapes for the church. I use that. You coming up the alley there. I mean the stuff. I mean the... Uh, <laughs> you send me a tape if I don't get here Friday night, okay? I, I give you my address, I think. Maybe I didn't, but if I didn't, I will. 2210 Melbourne Avenue, Dallas, taking 75224. <laughs> I'd like to hear that message Friday night. I do have an appointment, not to preach, but for something else. Not court, neither. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody teasing me about getting married. And, uh, of course, that's nothing new to me when I was a boy. I'd just go with a girl one time, and then, oh, everybody was talking about Paul and Dorothy fixing to get married did if I went with a class, well, I was a saint, you know. <laughs> Paul and Lucille, Paul and Hazel, I didn't go with all that many girls. i just go get them, bring them to church, you know, they didn't have any way to go. I didn't have any gasoline money, and they'd send me money to buy a gas, so I could come get them. <laughs> and you talk about being poor, that poor. <laughs> so you see, now I appreciate a little offering once in a while. <laughs> Amen. But thank you, Brother Davis, for inviting me to come preach. <laughs> I've had several requests to sing this old song, Hand Leading Me, some this morning and some tonight. And I don't know if I can or not, but I can always try. Amen. And uh, the most everybody thinks I wrote this song, but I didn't. Uh, a blind black man, a blind black man. See, I've got a black brother over here. Amen. Amen and uh they, well, they're back from this morning yeah they're here this morning yeah, back again back tomorrow a blind man was uh, walking down the streets of waco texas and a, had a little white cane somebody said how do you get along so good he said there's a hand i can see leading me he went home and wrote this song and uh, of course when i heard it it done something to me now i uh, will tell you baby i did have to change it up just a little to fit my You (laughs) understand? He had some stuff in there that I couldn't put in. You know. But I can put a little in there. Amen. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Pastor, for letting me come to preach. And I appreciate the way you accept the word of the Lord. And I hope before the service is over tonight that somebody has a Holy Ghost that's never had it before in your life. I hope there's somebody that gets rid of a load of sin in this church house tonight. Amen. There is a spirit of deliverance here that will deliver you from sin. Amen. And I believe uh, if you go ahead and pray for me, I'll let you sit down. I want you to pray the same prayer you prayed over yonder this morning. To me, it's sincere. It's a fun to do to you but it's sincere to me. God, everybody wish to preach. If you don't, it'll be a mess. You may be seated. Amen, amen. Now, nobody's heard me play this guitar tonight but the Lord. Y'all haven't heard my guitar. Keep everything quiet just a minute. Y'all hear that? you know why I play the guitar? I play it for the glory of God, and it don't really make a lot of difference whether you hear it or not. And if I uh, thought it took noise for you to, for the Lord to hear it, I'd have brought my amplifier. I got a little old amplifier, it's got 130 watts. That thing i blow the lid off. But the piano player remembers me telling him, and the organist remembers me telling her, that if your music don't go through your heart, the Lord will never hear the organ. Remember that baby? It's our baby. He called her baby and she is our baby, isn't she? And I was thinking a while ago about Brother Davis and his family, how they work together for God. That's great. I have two children and one of mine is not in church. And I, I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't live with it. It was killing me. And I prayed until the Lord held his hand out like this. Just like this. Let me me see my baby in his hands. And he spoke these words to me at the proper time. I'll close my hands and your your baby will be saved. I don't know just how long it's going to be. I'd like to see it in my day. I don't have to to know that's coming to pass because God said it. Whatever the the Lord tells me, I don't question it. I never question what God says. I may question my thoughts and my feelings and my imaginations, but my baby's gonna be saved. And that I know, she was the best Sunday school teacher. The superintendent said, Brother Hush said, your baby daughter's the best Sunday school teacher we've ever had. And listen to this. He said, other teachers called me to come help them keep the children quiet. But he said, Thomas Ann has never asked for help. He said, the problem we have with Thomas Ann is when they get old enough to get out of her class, we have to drag them out. They don't want to leave her class. I'm holding on to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She did work for God. Yes, sir. And uh, she's getting closer to me all the time. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to God at midnight. I'm still a knocking, so he not got your answer, had any yes? But I just want to keep him reminded. When I stand for the right, when my heart is on the fly, there's a hand I can
1: see leading me. Oh, when I'm tossed, oh, night and day, oh, give me grace to always be. Oh, He's me, leading me, me. I time when we get over
0: preaching time at 8 31. no, 8.29, all right, 8.29, <laughs> all right, and everybody say praise the Lord, say Lord, say, Lord. if you got something to tell me, <laughs> help me to hear it have me to receive it have me to do it I want to be a door of the world. don't want to be here only. I want to be a door. amen amen alright praise God praise God you may be seated I want pastor to get 1st Timothy 5 24 and I want little pastor to get uh, Hebrews 4 and 12 and start reading just as soon as I point my finger at you. Now, I'm here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And I made my confession to you this morning that I don't feel worthy to stand here because I represent two men that I esteem very highly, Pastor Davis and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to hear somebody speak with authority, with love. And if I was a member of this church, I'd be here Friday night. I may be anyhow if I can get things worked out I may be here Amen So May God bless you as my prayer Remember this Remember this The Bible says Not everyone that says Lord, Lord Amen. Shall enter in But he that doeth The will Of my Father Which is in heaven Raise your hand Repeat after me No man, no woman is going into heaven with sin in their life. That's a pretty good sermon right there. Pretty good sermon right there. Amen. But that's just the way it is. You see, the Lord had a a place in heaven. And Satan, somehow, lifted himself up in pride, said, I will ascend above the Almighty. I'm going to be above him. He hadn't got there yet. He's still a triumph, but he hadn't got there yet. The Lord got him with the nap of the neck and the seat of the pants and throwed him out of heaven onto the earth. Now, he's messed this up bad. He's messed this earth up bad. But Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. Amen. Now, I wouldn't even preach this, but I'm just going to preach that as anything else. He said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And you got these fellows who are writing this Bible, and I got to read a verse right quick before I say something. <laughs> I got to read a verse right quick before I say any more man has messed up this big beautiful earth the big uh, beautiful garden of eden man messed it up did. Yes, did. the lord yeah. throwed him out of it if there was such a thing as you and me getting to heaven with sin in our hearts the lord would throw us out of there but we're not getting there because between here and there there is revelations 21:27. It says, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. There's no need, so you can fool Pastor Hush, I mean Papa Hush, you can fool Pastor Davis. The only way he can know what you do is if God reveals it to him. He he, he can all he got up here just a bunch of carnal mind like right. you got. That's right. The only difference in his and mine sometimes he gets his under the dripping of the saints, when comes out here with the spirit of a spiritual mind, I still got a of mind. He gets up here to preach nothing. He poking at me. That's yeah. it's good. Yeah. Everybody said thank you, Brother Hush. I'm glad you understand how I feel. Yes, sir. But he said, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Uh, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Right. If I get to preaching, director, we'll hear some more about the Lamb book of life. But let's don't kid ourselves. Let's. It's easier to live right than it is wrong anyhow. Amen. Sleep a whole lot better at night. Amen. Amen. Driving down the roads, you know, 55 miles an hour, you just can look all around out yonder. You're going 65, you got to keep your eye in the mirror, and your little bird dog for way off down yonder. You just you just feel them getting on you, you know. Now y'all don't know nothing about that. But I'm honest about mine. I got a ticket. Amen. It really wasn't my fault, you know. <laughs> them fellas that made them old mobiles. <laughs> it's their fault. See, I, 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 I learned to ride in a wagon. You know, about four miles an hour, about all I ever used to. Then I got a Model T, you know, and that thing go about 25 or six miles an hour. Got a Model A. You know, I laughed at myself a back brother Davis. I, I used to drive from Gladewater over to, to Gilmer, Texas, and that Model A Ford, and I'd slow down. I'd be driving 35 miles an hour. And slow down, turn them curves. <laughs> coming through there two or three years ago in that automobile, turned them curves 60 miles, 60 miles an hour, you know. Now, now the speed limit was 60 then, don't, don't get upset. That's before they change it, you know. I come through now, I'm going around them curves 60 miles an hour, and I thought about that old Model A, you know. Now, you slow up, 35 miles slow up, to turn them same curves. Well, the difference being it is the car. If I'd still been riding a wagon, I probably wouldn't have got a ticket. But I had that T model, I wouldn't have got a ticket. I had that old model, it, it bad, it wouldn't do 65 wide open downhill. <laughs> that old 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 mobile, you know, you can get there singing Amazing Grace. Them beautiful cows out there, ain't there? How sweet the sound. Next thing you know, Roo! didn't even know he's back there. All honest people say amen. amen. You got to be honest, go to heaven. <laughs> That policeman told me to slow down. Yeah. Amen. said, if I didn't, I are going to be playing the harp up there with David. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, i got to restart my preaching time. But anyway, everyone wants me to preach a little bit? Yeah. All right. May God bless you. I'll do the very best I know how and the best I can. I want your attention to be on this one verse all the way through this message tonight. 1 John 1, 9 said, if we confess our sins, right. he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, you may apply that just to the church. You may apply that just to the sinners. I apply that to everybody. Amen. Everybody that sins, everybody that sins has got to confess. Or else that sin will follow you to the judgment. Acts chapter 10 and verse 44 said, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. I'm going to do my best to preach some of the word of the Lord. If you hear the word of the Lord in your heart and allow it to uh, operate as it ought to in your heart, if there's anything in your heart that is not right, the word of God will reveal it to you. Sometimes he reveals it to me, but not all the time. I'm preaching sometimes, and I look over and I see a man, I see a woman, that the Word of God is is digging and getting in there and, and trying to work out something in them. Now, friend, if you will hear the Word of God, if you will hear it in your heart, allow it to do what God wants it to do, whatever there is wrong with you, whether you call yourself a Christian, a church member, a believer, a sinner, or whatever you call yourself. This word of God has the power and the authority to work out of you and to take out of you anything that don't belong in there. It has the power to show you what's in there. Amen. Amen. Now, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all other righteousness. I was not uh, at all embarrassed. I was not at all surprised at what your pastor said tonight about there being a spirit in this building that ought not to be here. You probably didn't detect it but the shepherd who watches over the flock. I can remember having the same feeling that he had when I pastored for 34 years trying to have church. That spirit of doing this way and that way. We just stop everything like he did a while ago. Try to get broke through that. If you're here tonight cold and lukewarm in your soul, if you're cold and lukewarm and away from God, God's got a word for you. If you're a sinner that's never bowed your knee to the altar, there's a word for you tonight. If you will hear it, it will set you free. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. It didn't say it fell on everybody that was there. It only fell on those that heard the word. That's a. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's in the power of God of the salvation to the Jew first all for to the Greek. If in your heart tonight you can hear the word of God, the word of God will work a work in you that will set you free from sin, self, and the devil. And you can become a free child of God St. John 3.17 it said for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That's right. If you're here tonight and got a bunch of sin in your life God is not here tonight to condemn you. He is here to save you. He's waiting over you to end. The condemning will be done over there. But he's here tonight Savior, he's here to forgive tonight.
1: There's coming a time when he won't
0: forgive. My God and my Father, I want to say something that ought to be said tonight. Now, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost on me to warn somebody to come on and get right with God. If oh, somebody needs to move closer to God tonight. My brother, my sister, said if down deep in your heart you'll confess your sins to God Almighty. You don't have to open your mouth where anybody can hear what you said. You can talk to God from in your heart. If you say God I'm sorry for my sins, i will say what I just said. I got something else to say. But I got to get that out because that just come down fresh. Amen. I just heard that. I just heard that. These scriptures, two of them I'm quoting tonight, I not want to talk to you about some directly, but there's others all come in and friend my I want you to know that i give myself to be a mouthpiece for God and what he puts in my mind, I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, you will like it. God wants to rekindle fire in your soul tonight. Oh, some something coming down here. Boy, you bother me over there. And you know what the Bible said? Well, i right the book of Revelation. It said, cause you are lukewarm. Yeah. But let's go! on the sideline they haven't been doing nothing for God God talking to you right now I don't know who you are where you are but there's somebody in this house tonight that's got their light under a bushel somebody that's building right tonight that's got their light under a bushel they're not letting their light shine they're not using their talents for God friend of mine God can take your talent away from you and give it to somebody gift and call it of God without
1: repentance. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm here Lord I'll say the thing you want me to say. I'll say the thing God wants me to say tonight. Yeah. Look, I got a feeling back over this way somewhere over here. That just a to so do. Reach right in there and grab that little heart of yours and say, you just hold it for about three minutes and it's all over. But my wife, August the 8th, I've been to 13 funerals since then. Since August the 8th, I've been to 13 funerals. Preached some of them and had part in the rest of them. Some of them I just, my neighbor lived across the street over there. I went on to talk to him. And it's, I'd like to talk to you about your soul. I'd like to help you get ready to meet the Lord. I haven't got time. He said, now preacher, I love you. He said, you've been a mighty good neighbor. He said, since you've been over there, said that looks like a uh, he said that, that house he said that looks like a different place over there he said that looks like a different place over there why he said you got to put a yard in the community and he said you got it all cleaned up around there and he said you're all time out here with a smile he said I'm glad to have you over there but don't talk to me about religion I said Mr. Ennis one of these days you'll be walking down this street and you'll quit walking and we'll carry you to the graveyard and bury you. He said, you hear what I said? If you want to talk to me, forget religion. Went to his funeral a few days ago. Younger man than me. Younger man than me. Good neighbor. Oh, but don't talk to me about religion. And there's somebody in this house tonight telling me right now, you shut up talking to me. I may shut up pretty soon. I may shut up pretty soon. God may come down and change my mind altogether. But there's somebody right now that's got a talent. You've got a life. you got something you can do for God and you're not doing it. And Almighty God's telling you tonight, come on back home. Come on, get over that sideline. Come on, baby, I need you. Come on back. The world has got all they need out there. I want you to come on back to me. I'd like to try to preach. I want like to come out here to preach. Oh, preach. Amen. But i got to do this 1st got to do this first. I'm sure I wish somebody bring me about a half glass of water. Amen. All right. That, that's fine. I appreciate it. Amen. Now then, uh, brother, are you ready to read, Pastor? Yes, whatever you want. You can give me 1 Timothy 5, 24, and 25. And baby, get us uh, Hebrews 4, 11, and, uh, and, and uh, 4, 12. And read till I stop you. Read through verse 16. Everybody, raise your hand and say, God, I'm listening. God, I'm going to fire up a little bit. God, I'm not going to mess around. I'm going to get it right. Amen. I'm not going to keep nothing covered up. I'm going to get it all out in the open. I'm not telling you have got to open everything up before all of us. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that directly if I can. Thank you, baby. All right, brother, would you read, Pastor? Some men's sins are opened beforehand. Some men say they're open beforehand, going before, the judgment, going before to judgment, and some men, and they, follow some men they follow after. Follow after. Likewise, also good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. Now let me go over that verse again. Some men a uh, uh, how many wants to give you my subject right now? What I'm going to try to preach tonight. I may be out of preaching time. We've got a little time left here, a few minutes left. My title of my message tonight is Is Our Sins Gone Ahead by Confession? Or are they following us in a U-Haul trailer? Where's your sins tonight? Have they gone on to the judgment? Are they coming behind you in a U-Haul trailer? Who yeah. are your sins tonight? Yeah. That's good. Some men's sins are open beforehand. That don't mean that you've got to get up over there and tell the whole church, I stole a donut the other day. That don't, that don't mean you don't have to tell us nothing. The only thing you have to confess to us is what we caught you doing. Yeah. If we catch you at it, then you got to ask us to forgive you otherwise you can just keep between you and God if you stole five dollars out of your wife first and she never to catch that you, you don't have to confess that you know but well, she don't know it that's
1: right
0: got one agree with me over here amen but you see you've got to tell God I heard what you said out there you said why well, God's got that all seeing and I and he watches everything I do and he knows everyone why do I have to confess it to him I'll get you that when he reads his next scripture, I'll answer that question. But we got to get over in Hebrew just a little bit, and I've got to hurry up here now. My my preaching times has got away from me too fast here tonight. But I believe I've obeyed God up to now. Yes, Amen. I believe there's somebody here tonight that knows you need to get something squared away with God before you leave this house tonight. Amen. Now, you may have to ask your wife to forgive you. You may have to ask your husband to forgive you. That's not so bad. No. Somebody just look around at your wife and say honey I'm sorry I told you brother Conkle I told you to tell your wife I'm sorry honey he didn't understand me good even the hardest word, in the world, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to say, I'm sorry. That's the truth. You ought to practice saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. That's Let me right. tell you something about saying, I'm sorry. You're Somebody right. comes to me sometime, Pastor, and they say, you done me wrong. Yeah. I don't have no idea what it is. Nothing. But I say, well, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Yeah, I'll forgive. But it's all fixed. It's all fixed. If I start trying to justify myself, justify myself, I've got an argument on my hand. That's right. I've been married too, you see. That poor uh, little old woman say, you you, "You you you done me wrong, there, Daddy." I said well, "Well, mother, uh, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me?" She don't have to explain to me what it is. If she thinks it's wrong, I'll never be explained to her that it wasn't. Never get it through her head that I didn't do it wrong, and she thinks I've done it wrong. And if somebody thinks you have done them wrong, you're wrong in their sight. Go trying to justify yourself. You know, you got a fuss on your hand. Who wants to fuss? That's right. amen right. the lord god almighty is going to let that conviction He's going to come over here in a few minutes amen. there's going to be some conviction come over this house strong like it was a while ago how many felt conviction a while ago amen. how many felt your heart down and you saying i'm sorry lord i'm sorry lord. come on did you okay oh, you better learn to say i'm sorry right, right. Amen. amen pastor davis i can be riding down the road in my car 55 miles an hour close by near to and the holy ghost fill up my car that's right you know what i'm doing Oh if I'm over here in this lane over here all I want is just time enough to get over here. I'm going to get over here at the side of the road. I'm going to stop my car. I'm going to got my head on my steering wheel and I'm going to say Master Jesus what are you here for? What do you want to tell me? and I'm not going to drive along and look at cows and birds and things. When my God comes into my presence, when he comes to where I am, I'm bowing my head before him. That God, I want him to know that I respect him. I want him to know that I honor him. I want him to know that if he's got something he wants me to do, all oh, he's got to do is whisper in my ear. Hey, 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 hey. I want him to know that I'm ready to repent of anything, anything. He don't have to explain it to me. He just said, you ought not have done what you've done. That's good enough for me. I'm sorry, Lord, will You forgive me? And when I confess my sin, He's faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me, Lord. Beforehand, going on to judgment. Others that follow on in a U-Haul trailer. That's right. My Lord. Oh, Lord.
1: You might have not have oh, known that the amazing. Lord's got a U-Haul trailer.
0: Destroy that trailer. Lord. But He said some men sins they follow after. after. That's right. Don't you think they'd be riding in a U-Haul trailer? That's
1: right. I agree. With Amen. You. I got to hurry now,
0: baby. Don't take much time to that did. over oh, there read right quick. Amen. He took a long time with his. Amen. We got to get in a hurry here. Read. Yeah, you can have this. I try to stay close by and near to this one here. Everybody say, Lord, Lord I'm, listening. I'm listening. I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready to repent. I'm ready. I'm ready to get down.
1: I'm ready to do whatever
0: you want me to do. Come on, I wish everybody'd say that, but some of you not saying that. Some of y'all not saying I'm just sitting there, not saying nothing. You better tell God that you're ready. come on say God I'm ready right now God I'm ready ready to give it up I'm ready to put it behind me Lord my Lord I I got a Bible study I taught at Brother Benson Church uh, January the 17th 1973 I preached one hour and thirty minutes on a a subject of repentance and forgiveness that tape is going around the world I expect I made over a hundred tapes off of that my wife's sister was married to a Church of Christ man, which was a mistake for both of them. It's not fair to a Church of Christ man for you to marry. You're cheating him. You, you just ain't, be, you ain't being fair to it. It's not fair for these Holy Ghost filled girls to marry sinners. You're cheating the sinner. If I don't advise you, I wouldn't marry. Him. No, it's not fair to it. Just as soon as you get married, he wants to go somewhere where the Holy Ghost won't let you go. Got a separation across already. Right. You got enough crosses to marry them. that has got the Holy Ghost. You'll have enough crosses with them. Amen. You get out there and just just add, just, just do it. To purpose. You you haven't got about a half a chance. All you got. Amen. And her husband, Church of Christ. He come in the house one day and she is playing that tape on repentance and forgiveness. And he heard this. He says, "Hey, says that Paul's voice, isn't it?" Yeah. I said that's that's that Paul. Next morning she missed her tape recorder and that tape. He had it out on the seat of a tree, played it every morning. He took that Church of Christ, took a Pentecost preacher tape out to play it every day. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's worse than that. I mean, better than that. Amen. <laughs> he wore that tape out. Then I called my wife. Said, "Tell, said, send me another tape of Paul's message, real quick, on repentance and forgiveness." It said, Mayo's listening to it." And so next day it was in the mail. That went back up there. He got that thing, got out under that shade of a tree. One day he walked in the house just a bald and squalling. He called her babe. She weighed over 250 pounds. And he called her babe. I don't know, but it worked pretty good, it seemed like. And he come in there and said, just bald and squalling. He said, babe, guess what? She said, I don't know, honey. He said, what in the world's the matter? He said, I've been listening to Paul preach on repentance and forgiveness. And he said, I just forgive so and so. He'd had a grudge in his heart against him for 37 years. Can you imagine carrying a grudge around 37 years? Yeah. And I just bumped a stump right then. There's a grudge in this house. Yes, sir. You're on it. And uh, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine where it is. I know where it's at. Do you? Well, don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't tell nobody where it is. Let's just me and you keep that to ourselves. Even I bumped a grudge out there just then. Let me tell you something, friend. You'll go, you'll go to hell just as soon as you just as soon as the time comes whether if you got a grudge in your heart against anybody That's right. your mother-in-law your father-in-law, your wife, your husband your children, or anybody Amen. grudges, there's not going to be no grudges get by the judgment That's right. wave your hand and say God I, want to forgive everybody. God I want to forgive everybody now you'd be surprised how many men and women live together with grudges in their heart against one That's another right. and then one wonder why the prayers are not answered That's the truth. come on, come on, let's forgive you know what that old man done? He got sick right after this. They put him in the hospital. And he told his uh, to old Velma, she, she went down there one day, said, said, Velma, said I want you to get your preacher to come down here. I want to get baptized in Jesus' name just like Paul said on that tape. <laughs> right or wrong, he wanted to be baptized like Paul said. How many can imagine what Paul said? Acts 2.38 2.38 they baptized him in jesus name Amen. And in the in, the, in the, the bathtub had a big bathtub in the hospital baptized him in jesus name raised him up out of that water that old big tall preacher down there in in, in Eldred, arkansas got around there by that bed laid his hands on him begin to pray here come a strong charge of the holy ghost and that old man was filled with the holy ghost right there in that hospital room amen died about three days later Oh, my. Somebody in this house liable to die three days later. Somebody here tonight liable to die three days later. I don't know that I'm going to get home. I live over there by myself. And them folks call all through the day. Brother Hush, are you, are you well? Are you alive? Folks, I pastored for 34 years. They still see about me. I appreciate it. I go in there at 11 o'clock tonight. And, and, and there's some people that in, that, in the church over there, they won't go to bed till they see that I'm at home and well. I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. But I don't know what about tomorrow. I may not answer the phone in the morning. If I don't answer it in the morning, <laughs> hey, somebody say praise, praise the Lord. said if I don't answer the phone in the morning, you know, I got a call from up, yonder, And he said, Paul, he said, "Paul, you couldn't preach very good, but you kept preaching." Yeah. Said, "Paul, you couldn't sing like some of them, but good, but you kept singing. You couldn't play your guitar good as some of them could, but you kept playing. You couldn't jump as high as some of them, but you kept jumping." Well done, my son. Come on home. You think I'm going to argue with you? You think I'm going to argue with you? That's what I'm working for. That's what I'm working for. To hear Then I'm waiting on you. Oh, Jesus! Everybody, say, praise the Lord. Where's your sins? Going on ahead, or trucking along behind you in a U-Haul trailer? Where's your sins right now? Amen. Imagine somebody are walking up there to judgment. The Lord said, where is that truck there behind you? <laughs> What's in that U-Haul back
1: there?" <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a few beer cans. Got a few beer, beer cans back there. What else you got? Yeah. Got my TV back there. I thought I might use it up here, you know. You're on it. Preach it. Oh, look at it Man, I'm against all that film. Amen. You know, the, the Lord you just slip that in easy, didn't he? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Amen. What is that you trailer back there? That's a bunch of empty uh, snuff boxes. <laughs> what is that there trailer back there? I had a bunch of grudges I had against all them old folks down at that David church. Walk in there and that old preacher never even speak to me. Yeah, never did call me to lead song service. Yeah, had the Holy Ghost 40 years. Never did ask me to sing a special. That sister Conker get out there, I can beat her singing. Oh, that goes in the U-haul behind you, you know. How'd you like to get that U-haul emptied out? (laughs) How'd you like to get that thing's alive if we're it? (laughs) How'd you like to get that U-haul emptied out right quick? Praise God! It don't take you. You you, you, Well, praise God! You can get that thing emptied in just a minute. Lord God, if way down in your soul. Say, God, I've drank my last bottle of blood. God, I've dipped my last Mr. Garrett. God, I've smoked my last cigarette. Come on, all you cigarette smokers, say, I'm ready to give them up. (laughs) Yeah. Praise God. What is that in your U-Haul trailer back there? Oh, that's some old magazines that I love to read so well. That's
1: good. Come on.
0: Come on. I heard that old Pastor Davis say, read so many chapters this week. But I'm behind. (laughs) Come on. That's what you want to fine tuning. Amen. True story. That's... That's what I am trying to think of all the time is them true stories, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Brother Hush, nothing wrong with them. They're not. Well, I thought it was. Nothing wrong with dipping snuff. It's not. I thought it was. Right. Nothing wrong with looking at TV. It's not. I thought it was. That's right. Man called me to his house one time. He's going to convince me it wasn't wrong look like at television. Gonna show me it wasn't wrong. I never have looked at a television show in my life, but that one, that's the only one I ever looked at. So he could prove to me it right to look at it. Just so went out there, sat down over here, and he sat down there. He turned and said, now, she said, they come on at a certain time, and we all sitting there ready. Boom! Turned that thing on, and he turned it on a minute too early. Just one minute too early. And one of the most vulgar commercials come on that you could dare to look at make you want to stick your head in the bucket and stick it on the house vulgar convert uh, uh, uh advertisements you know come right on on it lasted a whole minute well he's you know he didn't get up and turn it off he said now that won't last for just yes said be gone just a minute just a minute and when that left some old long-haired hippies come on singing gospel songs Long haired hippies, come on, singing gospel songs and doing this away. <laughs> That's right. I'm not gonna ask how many have ever seen that because I don't want you to act like you hadn't. You know you you know too much about it to act like you hadn't seen it. Amen. Them fellas went at it, said, you know, amazing grace, how sweet to sound, long hair. And they couldn't wait till they got through singing to go outside and smoke another cigarette. They just another commercial to come on so they could run out behind the barn and get another puff or two off a cigarette. Don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. My head's in no sack. Amen. I've been around here a while. Amen. They sang a couple of good, them good gospel songs, you know, while out there. And that's thing popped on. Here coming. Another, another, another old nasty commercial some woman over there woman up there not enough clothes to go to bed on right didn't have enough clothes to go to bed advertising super longs say but this would you sit there and look that thing for he told me what to do he gonna convince me the TV is alright another minute couple more songs here come on another one advertising Bud Beer when he got through I sat there a solid hour you wouldn't thought I'd done that would you but I was trying to get converted. Amen. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. If it's all right, I, that's all right. Hello? Every two songs, here, come on, another convertible. I mean, n- another another commercial. Seems like it just got worse and worse and worse. I guess the reason it got worse is because some of y'all was feeling worse than it did when I started preaching. If you'd confess your sins and let God clean you up, you like what I'm talking about tonight. Yeah. Only thing that makes you feel bad was that word of God begins to come in there. He's fixing to read it in just a minute if I shut up here. But I sat there and looked at the thing a whole hour, Pastor. And when he got through, I kept time. I kept count of how many commercials come on and how long they lasted. He didn't. Know, he's an old man, older than I you know, didn't know how to watch me very good. And every every commercial come on, I took time on it, wrote it down. When he got through that one hour, there had been ten. Ungodly, nasty, bad com, uh, commercials come on there. Now I said, "What's wrong with that ribbon?" <laughs> What's wrong with that Reverend? I said, "Brother, you know what I've seen." He said, "No." I said, "In the last hour, I've said I've seen ten minutes of as vulgar, nasty, bad commercials." probably more than I'd seen all the rest of my life on television, 10 minutes. I oh, said, I give up on you. I said, well, I'll do you too. I'm going home. That's what I told him. He said, what are you going home so quick for? I said, you've heard me teach against television. You've heard me teach on the sins of it, what all's wrong with it. And I said, you can sit there and look at that thing for a solid hour. I said, when you look at that uh, six hours, you've seen one hour of nasty, ungodly commercials. I said, is that right or wrong? Well, he said, I wasn't paying no attention to that. I said, I was. I said, you've seen them, didn't you? He said, yes. And I said, what you see has More effect on you than what you hear. Amen. Hello, hello. Now, I didn't come out here to do this, That's right. That's right. but I'm knocked three or four years down already. I've right. done seen three or four years coming down. I just like about six, have them all down. Amen. If I had another hour, I'd get them other six down. God bless you, children. We love you. I love you. But let me tell you this, if it's sponsored by the world, if it's put on by the world, if the world's a paying for it, it's worldly. Amen. It's not conducive to holiness. Amen. And the Bible said, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. When you go to looking at it, when you go to listening at it, when you go to reason reading it, and you see that evil stuff, it's going to corrupt your good manners and your manners are not too good at the best. The Bible said, come out from among the world. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, I'll receive you. You'll be my sons and daughters, and I'll be your God. He said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them. If you won't know what's making this old man jump all ago, the Lord is walking around down in there. You'll kind of feel him dragging his feet just a little bit. My God, I want you to know, friend, i am got to have the Holy Ghost as all the televisions in the world. i am got to have the Holy Ghost as all the stuff in the world. i am got to have the Holy Ghost as everything you can put in this world. Thank God. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible said, if any man love the world, the love of the Father. and mother's laying down here in that Davis graveyard Papa died at 57 my mother died in 60 but you know where them two old people are tonight they're right here by my side saying sons I'm proud of you preach it boy say brother who's you kidding me no they're here they're here right now they're here right now sometime I'll prove that to you you know what happens when somebody dies the body goes back to dirt. The soul goes in the ground. This may cross the pastor up. If it does, I'll straighten him out later. Uh, the soul goes in the body, in the ground with the body to come to make a new body, to, to, be, to become a seed, to bring a new body out at the resurrection. The spirit goes back to God and is God. The same as this dirt goes back to dirt and is dirt, the spirit goes back to God and is God so as god mom and and papa is right here with me right now saying son i'm proud of you preach holiness father peace with all men and holiness father peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the lord Oh, the Queen of England's not going to get by. Khrushchev's not going to get by. Nobody's getting by. I want you to know in the eyes of God, there is no respect to persons. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, and by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. There's only one heaven to go to. There's one hell to go to. Trailer. Oh, What's in your trailer tonight? Oh, I I've got a bunch of grudges back there. Yeah. Hey, never not in town. Yeah. Yeah. Got him I'm sorry, baby. You took up so much time over here. Go ahead and read now. If you believe that, we're reading it. Read it like you believe it. Come on, Hebrews. Oh, uh, i supposed to have been way down here on this page, and I ain't got off the of first base yet. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Pastor, I'm sorry. That's the best that Amen. Amen. I don't forgot where my watch is. You get it? You got my watch? I got it. Read! Read, baby. Ready or not? For
1: the Word of God is quick and powerful.
0: Hello there. For the Word of God is quick, that means it's alive, it's living, it's powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even dividing asunder the piercing soul even dividing asunder dividing asunder soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and, joints and, marrow, and even as a discerner of the thoughts and is a discerner of the thoughts and, and, of the thoughts and intents Pirates of, the, of heart. the heart i'm hoping now that these other scriptures i'm going to read here will discern what's in your heart and that it will pierce down in there. Get down in there. Some conviction can come around. Amen. I, uh, there's somebody here that's going to go home and throw away some books. I just seen that out there. Stand up and say, Praise the Lord. Stand up and say it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just seen somebody out there that's thinking about them books they got at home. They could fix them and go and throw them away. You better throw them away, baby. You better throw them away. Evil communications, corrupt good manners. Say, Brother Hush, you're sure narrow-minded. Will you pray that it'll narrow down a little further? (laughs) You know what the Bible says? It says, straight is the gate. Now is the way that leads to life. And few there be which go in there at. Will you pray that my mind narrows down a little more? Oh, I want to be the narrow-mindedest man in the world. Amen. Say, oh, but a hush, you can get too narrow-minded. I don't know if you can get too narrow-minded or not. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. What else did he say? He said, straight is the gate, and, that we live, and few live, be who will find it, because broad is the gate. Why broad is the way. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many there be. You see, it's not hard to find the Broadway. You don't have to pray to find Broadway. You don't have to read the Bible to find a Broadway. You can read all kind of magazines and all kind of junk. You can look at everything you want to look at. And, and you can put the radio on, you know, where nobody can't hear. Nothing's going on but you. And you listen to bop-bop. And they think you're listening to, to uh, uh, religious music, you know, some kind on the radio. And you're sitting there, you know, all that bop-bop stuff bopping off down in your heart, you know, and all that stuff. See like that? You know what I mean? Amen. Now is the way. Amen. Wave your hand. Say, listen, folks. Listen. The way to heaven Amen. is now. Amen. And the people that wobble around. Gonna fall off of it. That's, I don't know what I'm doing here tonight. God, I don't know what I'm doing here tonight. Amen. I preach this everywhere I go. You're sticking them arrows up out there, just keep taking pot shots at them. Amen. If you let them lead them down a while, I get off of them. Amen. If you make if you make up your mind, I'm gonna go home and throw them books away. I get off of them right now. Amen. Everybody say, go ahead, Brother Hurst. I gonna throw it away. Like got the past joke. Amen. I don't believe he's <laughs> gonna catch this man. Amen. I don't believe he's gonna catch him looking at no books he ought not to look at. You know why you're not gonna catch him in it? two or three reasons he don't look at it. One thing he wouldn't spend his money for it in the first place. <laughs> Next place is he don't want it to get him sidetracked. Next reason is he don't think he can hide under that book when the Lord comes. Amen. He wants to hide under the blood. All right, uh you didn't finish, baby. Amen. Hey, he's in a hurry to get through over there. He's nervous like I am. Amen. Read some more. Amen. <laughs> Neither is there any creature. Now here's what I want you to get, children. Everybody, listen real close to the Word of God. Neither is any creature that is not manifested. It that is, is sight. not manifest in His sight. How come, baby? Read. But all things are naked. Listen to this closer now. All things are naked and opened unto and the eyes, unto the of, eyes him of him whom, 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 we have to do. whom we have to do. I heard somebody say, I'm not going to have nothing to do with him. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. You don't have to have nothing to do with him tonight. But when you get to the end of this journey, you're going to have something to do with him. Because it's appointed unto me and wants to die, and after that, the judgment. Hello? You say, well, uh, I got everything pretty well covered up. Adam had the whole thing covered up. He had him and Eve both covered up. He, Adam and Eve, you know, they had, uh, they covered up with their aprons, and beside that, they hid among the trees. Oh, but that word of God that's quick and powerful and sharply two-edged sword. Come walking down through the garden in the cool of the day. He said, Adam, where are you? Oh, you see old Adam drawing up. Ain't no need drawing up, baby. You might as well come on straighten up and take it. You're going to have something to do with God. You don't have to have nothing to do with him tonight. You may have to, but you'll probably make it a few more days. Sister Conkle can remember at her husband's funeral that I said my to say, and I started to walk away from the pulpit and got about three steps away. The Holy Ghost turned me around. I walked back to that pulpit. If this is right, Sister Conkle, I want you to stand up when I finish it. I said, in less than 30 days, we'll be back here with some of you. And I walked and sat down. Is that the truth? Was we back there 28 days later with another Conker boy? You see, friend, if the Holy Ghost told me to say that now, I'd say it again. And it'd be just as true as it was that time. But I'm not predicting nobody's life tonight. Hadn't yet. Don't feel like it yet. But I told Charlie Kirkendall, I had a vision. I saw a hole in the ground. big old hole about so big. I looked at that hole, I was was in, I had my hands over my eyes, I was down on a little old daybed that I prayed by. I saw this vision, saw this hole come in the ground. I said, Lord, what's that all about? And about this time, I saw a casket come up out of that hole. Charlie Kirkendall was in that casket. You remember Charlie Kirkendall, sister? You remember Sister Ruby Kirkendall? Our children, over there. Charlie Kirkendall come up out of that hole in his casket, fully clothed dead went back in the ground I said God what's that all about I looked and hear something else come up out of that come up out of that hole it was a sign board I said God what does that mean that sign went down and come back up and it had a figure two on it I said God what's that mean went back down in that hole come back up in months Charlie Kirkendall's got two months two months took me five days to get the message to it He wouldn't talk to me He, i told him his wife tell him i had a message from god for him he wouldn't talk to me he made a joke out of everything talk about living for god he makes something fun to do out of it good man he loved me and all that i appreciated that he, he fell one time and bursted his kneecap in so many so many parts the doctors wouldn't even try to set it. they said we'll just put a cast around it and you'll have a stiff leg the rest of your life next day he said ruby call brother hush i went over there and prayed for that man the lord put them bones back together and uh, he felt the Lord in there working that around there. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He wasn't even for God. He said, Brother Hush, said, cut this cast off of me. I cut the cast off of me, got up and walked. Went on back to work. Had a heart attack, fell out, and uh, was in a dying condition. Doctors sent him home to die. Said, Ruby, called Brother Hush. I went out there and prayed for that man. The Lord healed him. Then the Lord sent him a message. In, in 60 days, you're gone. You know what he done? He went down on Jefferson, bought a $2,000 insurance policy to bury him with. 60 days after, it took me five days to get the message to him. 60 days after that, he had a stroke in the side that you can still talk, which is stroke in the, the left side, and you can still talk. Is that right? Whichever it is. And uh, the second day, he said, Ruby, have you called Brother Hush? I said, I didn't know you wanted. And he called. she called me. I went over there. I said, Charlie, how are you getting on? And he told me about his his stroke and all his situation. I said, how's the family? Pretty good. I said, Charlie, are you going to get ready to meet the Lord? Closed his eyes and turned his face to the wall. His back of his head to me. Can you imagine? Did you know there may be somebody in this house tonight that's turning your face toward the wall? Don't turn your face to the wall if the Lord's talking to you. And this was was, uh, uh, two days. Uh, See, it took me five to get him the message. He had his stroke on uh, on the 60th day after he got the message and the lord gave him five more days i went back home the next day i went back over there that's that's three of the five days after i got home that day he had a stroke on the other side and began screaming a scream that is unmerciful oh you can you I'm still hear it still hear they rushed him to the hospital Sister Kirkendall called me, and I rushed to Parkland Hospital, got out there, and when I got on the floor that he was on, you could hear that scream going way down that corridor. I went down there, tried to pray for him, like trying to punch your finger through this this thing right here. No way could I get a prayer through for Charlie. Next day, he went on. God give him ten extra days in extra day you see God will always do a little extra to try to save a soul because it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance amen 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 now uh, you see everything's naked and open you can have it covered up for me I can have it covered up from you but it's all naked before the Lord. you don't have nothing hid from him I hadn't got nothing hid from the Lord there's a there's, there's two reasons I hadn't got nothing hid from him number one is he can see everything Number two, I've confessed everything that I've ever done plus. A little more. Even I always in, throw a little extra in, just in case. You know, I prayed David's prayer. Yeah. David said, God, if in any secret
1: yeah.
0: fault. Yeah. At that point, David meant, that, that, that means a sin. Yeah. When David said, was in any secret fault, at that point, that word fault means a sin. Right. Amen. Now, David said, God, if it's any secret faults, Forgive me of for that. I pray that prayer all the time. Friend of mine, I want you to know you're looking at somebody that wants to make it in. I don't want to go up there with no U-Haul after me. If we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, give me Proverbs 28 and 13, Pastor, and be ready to read. Give me Isaiah uh, 55 and 6 and 7, baby, and be ready to read. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. How many know what the cleansing blood feels like? Oh, now, I don't know what time it is here. They have done, done stole my watch. But I'm, I'm gonna to come to a close here in just a few minutes. Read, Pastor, when you find it. He that his sin, Oh, Pastor, are you are you uh, do you really believe that? Yes, sir, I believe it. Read really it like you believe it. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. Oh, are you listening to Brother Hush tonight? He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. mercy. Sinner friend, if you're here tonight, if you've cussed and fought and lied and stealed and been a whoremonger and a liar and a thief and drank a truckload of beer, if you've done everything in a book, if you'll confess that to God. If you'll ask God to forgive you, Amen. He's faithful and just to forgive us. Whoso covereth his sin shall not prosper. What is a covered sin? It's not something that you've got hid from the pastor. A covered sin is not something you got hid from the pastor's wife. It's not something that you've got hid from the evangelist. A covered sin is a sin that you have committed and did not confess it or admit it to God and ask for forgiveness. You see, it's got to be that because there's no way in the world I could ask everybody in the world to forgive me. That's right. But that God in heaven sees everything I do, hears everything I say. Oh, oh my God, friend, whatever I'm going to do, I'll do it with the knowledge of the fact that my God is looking at me. Oh. Oh, I, don't order, I don't try to hide nothing from God I don't have no fig leaf apron I don't want to get him behind no tree from God someday I'm going to have something to do with him so I'm going to have something to do with him today and I'm going to confess my sins I'm going to uncover my sin to God and I'm going to have mercy Amen. read brother seek ye the Lord while he may be found brother David Do you mean to read that and act like you believe there might be a time when I would seek the Lord and couldn't find him?
1: That's right.
0: Is that what you're telling me, baby? Seek ye the Lord, listen, sinner. Listen, Luke Warren. I'm fixing to quit here in a few minutes. I'm fixing to come to a conclusion here pretty quick now. Listen real close now. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. While he may be found. Oh, if I had time just to stop here and tell you. What's coming to my mind now? I believe I told y'all one time before, but I've got to take just another minute. i got to take just another minute. Down in Belupkin, Texas, there was a man invited to our church. And he went over there, he got under conviction, he prayed through to a place of repentance. Never did get the Holy Ghost. And he went home, got to thinking about it. what all are you going to give up if he got in that church over there, his wife was in there. He got to thinking about what all he had to give up. He said, it's not worth it. Told his wife, it's not worth it, I'm not going back. Done fine. Had a big farm out there and lots of cows and pigs and chickens and, and making good money. Next year's crop done good. Next year's crop done good. Next year toward the, uh, in, in the farming season, he got to thinking about his soul. Got to thinking about his soul. He thought he'd go back to church. Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Spirit, or the Father who sent me draw him. That's right. You can't just work this thing anytime. you get ready. Come on, Today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. So this man went all back to church. He thought everything was going to be the same, Pastor. He thought when he got back there, that Brother Davis was going to preach. That's the preacher's name down You know, You know Brother Davis down there. He said, Brother David's going to preach and I'm going to get under conviction and I'm going to go back to that altar and I'm going to get back to where I was and I'm going to go on and get the Holy Ghost. He went back there and Pastor David's priest didn't affect him at all. The singer sang and it didn't have no effect on him at all. Had no desire to repent. Had no conviction. Couldn't get under conviction. He kept going. Kept on going. Never could feel God. Know where God, God bless blessing over here. God blessing over there. God bless him back here. Never touched him. My God, baby, let me tell you something. God can walk off and leave you where you are right now, and you'll never have a chance to get back to God. Uh, did I tell you all this the other night? Come here, let me, come here. Me. That man called a pastor out there. Called a the pastor out there. He said, Pastor, he said, you see all them red-faced cattle over the city? said, "Yes." I said, mine. He said, you see all them, uh, what's that black humpbackers? Brimmers. He said, them Brimmers over there? I said, that's mine. He said, you see all that 40 acres of corn down there? He said, that's mine. I said, you see that 60 acre pasture cotton over yonder?" That's mine. He said, you see this big beautiful white house? He said, this is mine. Wow. said, you see that Cadillac sitting on that shed out there? I said, that's mine. And he said, I've got money in the bank. He said, Pastor, I'll give you everything that's here if you will just get God to knock at my door one more time. Oh, Jesus. He said god has moved off and left me i can't get under conviction i can't cry i can't repent said pastor i'll give you everything that's here if you'll just get god to talk to me one more time don't you know pastor davis would like to have all them cows all them, uh, them old humpback, uh, uh, they're worth a lot of money you know yeah i'd like to have that farm but oh my friend when god god's in one mind and who can change him and you know how I feel right now? I feel like God's a talking to somebody in this house tonight. I'm not saying this is your last service. I, got, I don't feel strong enough to say that yet. But it could be. Could be. Amen. That man lived a few more years and died never touching God again. Where do you think his never-dying soul's going? Friend of mine, if you can't repent of your sins... The Bible said except ye repent ye shall all likewise perish. (laughs) Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. How many of you will raise your hands and admit that what I've been preaching God Almighty has come close to where you are. Wave your hand if you admit God has come close to where you are. His word has come to where you are. What did that word do to you? Is there any conviction of your sins? Seek the Lord, what it may be found. This altar is open. You can come anytime you want to. Therefore, preach just a little bit more. Read on, brother. Seek ye the Lord, what it may be found. Call upon him, what he is near. Oh, don't wait till God gets out of a hair distance to start calling on him. In my right-hand desk drawer, there's a stack of obituaries. Well, they'd be about that high if they was I got two stacks in my right hand big old long desk drawer there's two stacks of obituaries in there about this thick stillborn babies up to 96 year old people I got them out a few years ago and I went through there and I looked and seen how many I could have hope for and how they died listen to me 7 out of 10 of them died just like that car wrecks one man who preached his funeral. you can see where the bullet went in right here he took a gun and blowed his brains out right there big old hole sticking right here in his head what's the cause of it the wages of sin his sister called me and said she just picked my name at random out of the telephone directory said how much would you charge do you charge for preaching funerals i said i don't charge anything she had called other preachers, some of them charged $50, some $25. She said, sir, I don't have any money. But said, my brother has killed himself. So you can see the hole in his head where he killed himself. Said, can you say anything? Said, I'd like to have him, like to have some kind of a little service. There it is, in my files right now. Died, suicide. See, the Bible said the murderer don't have eternal life dwelling in them. See what I mean? Amen. Now, it's appointed unto men wants to die. After this the judgment. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto God for he will have mercy and he will abundantly pardon. Did I get that verse right, baby? Great. Even that's the next verse. Let him return to God. He will have mercy and abundantly pardon. For God sent not his Son to the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. I don't know how long I've been trying to preach to you here tonight, but I've done the best I know how to follow the leading the leadership of the Holy Ghost. And down below this here, we've got another scripture here. Job 14, 1 says, Man is born a woman, is a few days full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower, and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow, fleeth also as a shadow, and continueth not. we got another verse in Psalms 90. 10 and 12. It said the days of our years are three score and ten. And if by reason of strength they go to 80, yet is a struggle and sorrow. You get down to verse 12. Everybody raise your hand. Remember this verse. Psalm 9 and 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Pastor, what is the smartest thing a man can do in this world? Live
1: for God.
0: What is the smartest thing over here? Tell me what's the smartest thing people in this world can do. Live for God. What's the smartest thing in this world anybody can do? Live for God. What's the smartest thing you children can do over here? Wave your hands and say, live for God. Amen. Teach us a number of days. I got an hour Bible study on that one verse. And when I teach it, I use my computer. I got a blackboard up there. My father's name was the first one on top of the list. My father lived to be almost 86 years old. On that little chart, I can tell you how many days my daddy, how many years my daddy lived, how many months, how many weeks, how many days, how many hours, how many minutes. But it finally come down to that last minute. (laughs) And I said, Papa, breathe just one more time. Oh, I stayed up with him just about all night long. Made myself a little pump. I took a little air pump and a piece of a catheter tube and made me a little thing to, to pump that out of his throat that made him gurgle, you know, when, that, that, when you are dying, He started dying at 5 o'clock in the evening. He died until 4.30 the next morning. And when he took his last breath, I said, Papa, just breathe one more time. Just one more time, Papa, just breathe once more. But it was gone. Oh, but can I tell you the rest of the story? the Holy Ghost filled that room it was like a fellowship meeting praise God and the pastor come to me he said brother Huss, he said I've never witnessed nothing like this at the day of anybody dying before in my life I said now I want you to know that old man of mine that daddy of mine lived with his little little testament in his pocket he lived it he walked it and he talked it and he prayed he didn't miss church He, if he got a dollar the Lord got a dime of it praise God and if you told him you was hungry he'd feed you he was a Christian so you're bragging on your daddy yes that's right. you know how come I brag on him because Jesus Christ was his Lord and his master thank God he is filled with the holy Ghost and he lived for God amen amen yes sir I want you to know I want you to breathe just one more time but you see it finally gets down to the last day it finally gets down to the last hour it finally gets down to the last minute and you're headed there you're headed there is anybody want to come up here before that last hour comes does anybody want to come to this altar right now? You might, be, you might be a member of this church, but you may be convicted of something that you need to get rid of. Come on down here. Amen. Somebody said, what's somebody going to take if I go down there and pray? What's God going to take if you don't? If the Lord of God's convicted you tonight, if you don't come on down here and pray through, God's going to think you and stuck them with it. Isaiah 28. I'm sorry. Isaiah 118, come now, let us reason together, saith who? Saith who? Saith who? The Lord. Think about the Lord inviting a wayward soul to come reason with him. Oh Pastor! Oh Pastor, that's worth a million dollars. The think that God, Almighty, the creator, ends of come and say, Lord, come on up this altar, and let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. If you be willing and obedient, you shall be to eat the good of the But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. If you're tired pulling that old U-Haul trailer around.. And all them beer cans and all them lies and all that stuff in there, if you start pulling that around, Jesus said, Come unto me, all oh, ye labour heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm making lowly and heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. In that last day, that great day of peace, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This make he of the spirit which they believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost is not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified, and the spirit and the bride said, Come, and he that hears said, Come, and let now, whosoever will let they didn't say come you know what this means it means the Holy Ghost right now said come on to this altar it means the Holy Ghost is it and the church is saying come on to this altar amen church let's let everybody stand please let's everybody stand please amen amen come unto me all you laboring heavily you're tired of pulling that you haul trailer around amen and, and and some of the saints are talking back to me now you're talking back to me now listen baby don't worry about what nobody thinks if you feel like you need to be in this altar come on don't worry about what nobody thinks this is a personal affair with you and the Lord Jesus Christ I'm over here tonight, I'm preaching my heart out, doing the best I know how to help somebody get right with God. Look one, child. If you're here, the Lord has sent you a message tonight. Come on before I spew you out. Come on before I spew you out. Don't worry about what somebody else thinks. It's an individual when it comes time for you to die. Nobody in this house can help you. Pastor Davis can be standing there, rubbing your fever with down with a cold rag. And when it won't do you a bit of good, it's before. truth. He can love you. He can pray for you. He can help you. But it's an individual affair. You've got to stand before God by yourself. Anybody here two or three that's coming? Two or three that's coming. That makes me feel good. I preach all night just trying to help one get right with God. Is anybody else that's coming? I'm about to turn this service back to my pastor. Amen. God bless you, Brother Davis. Amen. I'm, I'm just about to, to finish up right here. I've done the best I could tonight, saints, sinners, God bless you. Won't you come? I know there's something that ought to come. I know there's something that ought to come. Come on right now. It's not me you're arguing with. It's Almighty God. I have preached the word. It's up to you now to do whatever you want to do with it. You can push it back. Do away with it. Put it under the bench. Whatever you want to do, it's between you and God. I love everybody. And I'll be praying for you. You be praying for me. Let's not get down here and put our head down on that altar. Let's put let's get let's raise our hands up, everybody. Come on. Amen. Let's, let's pray like we used to pray. Amen. Let's come on, everybody. Let's raise our hands up, everybody. Everybody, raise your hands up, saints. Come on. Put your hands up. Call on God. Everybody, say, come on. And let's call on God. Amen. Pray like it's about all over. Amen. This it could be about all over tonight. Come on, let's all get the Holy Ghost again. What would it happen? what take place if all of us got the Holy Ghost again here tonight? Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's it. That's it. Come on, sister. Come on, pray through. Come on, let's get a hold of God. Amen. Jack, day day's coming. We're going to have something to do with God tonight. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. My God, my God, my God.